0: In today's episode of Latter Day Letters, we have a letter from Molly Un. Mormon, which is how all Molly should be Yeah, a Mormon.
1: No one should be a Mormon. No one. No one. And we'll show <laughs> a lot more why. Yeah, you <laughs> believe us <laughs> as we read the letter. letter, yeah. for sure. A little triggering going on there. Yeah, it was hard for you a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then when you look at all the crap together, it's like, oh my God, it's a lot. Yeah. Mormons be cray. Mormons
0: be cray. Well, it's
1: really the church that's crazy. Right. And we're going to get into that in just a second. Okay, let's do it.
0: Be right back. We are supported by BetterHelp.com.
1: We have mental health professionals periodically on our show, and we wanted to find an affordable online
0: therapy option for our listeners. I think BetterHelp is it. Yep, they will assess your needs, match you with your own licensed professional therapist, and you can always change counselors if you want.
1: You can send messages to your counselor and receive timely responses, and you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions.
0: It's more affordable than just normal counseling, and financial aid is available. And through this exclusive
1: offer, LDLers get 10% off their first month. Visit betterhelp.com
0: LDL. That's betterhelp. H-E-L-P dot LDL for 10% off your first month. Start living a happier life today.
1: Hey everybody, I'm Mary. I'm Shelley. And this is episode 25 of LDL Letters, letters the Latter-day Lesbian
0: Midweek Mail Podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, back at it. <laughs> back at the letters. I do love the letters, not gonna lie. I do too. We are actually in the process of going through the letters that we initially missed because of my disorganization. So, if you've been waiting around for a long time to hear your letter, it's probably coming up soon. Yeah, well, you know, we're hopefully going to get to them all eventually. Doing
1: our damnedest. (laughs) Yeah, keep on sending them. Okay. You know the other thing that's nice about the letters episodes? Tell me. Other people are doing the work. We're just reading it. Yeah. I
0: know. It's nice. Yeah, that's true. We is read and drink. <laughs> read and drink and discuss.
1: Although today I am drinking refreshing water with a splash of coconut
0: water. Oh, I am drinking refreshing water with a splash of lime. I'm oh. currently at the end of day two of a five day fast. Yeah. Where I can have water <laughs> and black coffee and like bone broth.
1: Yeah. And you made some with. Um fish
0: parts that had eyeballs in it. <laughs> it's really weird. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, mm-hmm. are we boring listeners? Uh, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Deal with it. No, I'm just kidding. Let's get to the letter though, okay? Sure. All right. You're this... the one reading it. Oh, that's true. This mm-hmm. one comes from Molly Unmormon. <laughs> it's a funny name, Molly Unmormon. Way mm-hmm. to go. Mm-hmm. Here we go. Let me clear my throat. <clears> throat> Leave it in, Dan. It's very dramatic. (laughs) I'm feeling very dramatic tonight. (laughs) Dear Marion Shelley, I was just told of your podcast by a friend last weekend and started listening on Sunday.
1: Although I think that this letter came in in the summer. Okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah, our so. bad. So it wasn't actually last Sunday. It was like six months ago.
1: I think maybe that's Sorry about accurate.
0: that, Molly. It <laughs> happens. I'm now all caught up. Well, you should be in six months, okay?
1: <laughs> yeah, I think so.
0: <laughs> I love hearing your stories, and it's just proved even more how toxic the Mormon, win for Satan, church is. <laughs> I was raised in the church the second of five kids. I remember being taught that we were so blessed to be born into God's one true church. Did you have that at all, Mary, growing up, where your mom was like, you girls are so lucky to blabbity blue? No. No, not in that exact way, but we did look down
1: on other religious people and thought that they were going to hell. Mm. Like, Catholics got it all wrong, and so did Mormons,
0: for that Mm. matter. Everyone's got it all wrong. (laughs) (laughs)
1: We thought we did have a special brand of Christianity only because— we understood the heart of
0: Jesus better or some stupid oh, thing. <laughs> I'll have to check that out with Jesus one of these days. I don't See, know what it, what it I was. I was even more important because not only was I Mormon, I was born mm. into it. That's like— okay. mm, You're like royalty. Mormon royalty, yeah. <laughs> Okay. Anyway, ironically, I was in second grade before I realized that there were even any other churches. Oh, how funny. <laughs> I could see that, yeah. <laughs> even though we drove past a Catholic church every week on the way to the stake center, I was always the one trying to do everything right. Anytime I was even starting to feel slightly sick, I would ask for a blessing. Oh, wow. I know. Does that help? Placebo. Okay. <laughs> Even though I did everything right, I still felt unworthy and thought that God would tell the bishop during my interviews.
1: Oh, wow. Yeah.
0: The first time I remember having a doubt about anyone in church leadership was when I was in college. My home ward split and the new bishop was a total asshole. My older sister had just turned 21 and was prepping her mission papers, but she met a boy at the same time. The bishop strongly advised her to stay home and get married rather than go on a mission because he didn't believe that the guy she started dating would wait for her, and the likelihood of her getting married after she got home was significantly less.
1: Oh, the pressure to get married again for women.
0: His point of view was influenced by the fact that his sister had served a mission and had then never married.
1: Okay. Well, if it happened once, it's gonna happen
0: to everybody. You know what's so funny about this is it's like probably back then, yeah, women had to be twenty-one to serve a mission. And they serve for a year and a half, so they come home at like twenty. Two and a half.
1: That's old. So maid the difference status. between
0: being getting married at 20, yeah, you probably still get married at 20. You come home at 22 and a half, you are an old maid. No one's going to want <laughs> you. You are, you are all half. dried up. You know how young that is? It's a baby. <laughs> 22. <laughs>
1: <sighs> it's so stupid. God,
0: Mormons, just stop. <laughs> Ugh, okay. <clears throat> My sister got married five months and two days after meeting her husband and never did go on her mission. When they married, I was only 19. I had not taken out my endowment, so during their wedding, I had to wait outside with my brother-in-law's family, who were not members. So, you always explain this sort of thing to me. So, she was not allowed to go into the temple to watch the marriage ceremony. Correct.
1: Because of endowments? What
0: that the f- means the first time you go through the temple, and then you have to wear the stupid garments, and you make promises. And they you weird under the garments. They, they and molest things. you under your garments, practically. <laughs> and you promise to obey.
1: The secret handshakes and everything? Yeah, it's all that shit. Uh, That's is, what it this, is. is there any veil involved in that? Veil? Veil.
0: Yes, the veil. Like, the women wear veils. You have to go up to the veil and put your hand through the veil. and, and the it's, stupid movie. It's all the culty shit. Yes, mm-hmm. that is called your endowment. Okay. The first time you go through is for yourself. <laughs> and then every time you go after that is you are acting as proxy for dead people who probably couldn't give two shits. <laughs> and there you have it.
1: <laughs> but the first time you go in, like you went in because you were engaged. Correct. And so Brent like pulled
0: you through yes, the veil. he was the man. So you go in when you're engaged, mm-hmm. like right before you get married. They won't let you go like a long time before. Um, or right before you go on a mission. Okay, so that's why Molly hadn't gone through. Yes because she was 19 wasn't on her way out the door for a mission. But they don't how just
1: shitty that she had every intention of going through the temple at some point and doing this
0: endowment thing but she still couldn't go to her sister's wedding right That's bullshit right. It's like no kids get to go to any of their older siblings' weddings.
1: That is the stupidest, awfulest thing I've heard today.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, you you know we have a podcast and we have come up with thousands. Today. Today. Okay. All right.
1: God, it's one more reason to think this thing is just completely fake. Oh, what? Weird.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it's bullshit. Mm -hmm. I joined the army instead of going on my mission, which my parents were not too thrilled about at the time. All through basic, I was that annoying jackass that carried my Book of Mormon in my cargo pocket and would cover my ears when the drill sergeants were swearing. Oh my god, I would punch you in the <laughs> face. Not really though.
1: You probably would have done the same thing. Oh my virgin ears. No.
0: Not at nineteen, no. Yeah. Later. Yeah. Twenty twenty-two. Yeah. I even had to have a talking to from the head drill sergeant because I got up to leave when they were showing us saving Private Ryan. <laughs> he thought I was disrespecting the soldiers, but I was just trying to live by the church's rules of no R-rated movies. She well, was a goody 2 She shoe. was,
1: but the X-rated version of that is saving Ryan's privates. Oh, my God. That's legit. Really? I mean, I haven't seen it. but No, I haven't seen the movie, but that's <laughs> legit. <laughs>
0: hmm. Okay. It's not
1: just a clever play on words. Okay. I didn't make that not,
0: up. Nah. Moving on. <laughs> I'm a little uncomfortable. <laughs> Okay, my younger sister served her mission in the Missouri Independence Mission. Whoa, that's where Jesus is coming. Oh, wow. Why didn't she stay there and wait for Jesus? (laughs) Anyway, when she got married, it was a civil ceremony because her husband was currently disfellowshipped. Because of unforeseen circumstances, I was not able to attend, but about a year and a half later, they were sealed in the Provo Temple. Again, I was not able to enter the sealing room, and I waited with my older sister's young children in the waiting area for non-member family. So even Uh, though this girl is like— squeaky clean by Mm -hmm. the book. Mm -hmm. Just because she's not old enough to go through the temple yet, she's not allowed to go see anyone get married. Yeah. Why
1: does she even have to go to the building? Just stay home and like, you know, watch cartoons. You know, I think
0: about that. And, you know, I've got nieces and nephews who will probably start getting married soon. And I imagine I'll be invited to weddings and stuff. What do I do? Do I go sit outside? I don't think I want to sit outside. I think I'll go to a reception. Sure, why would you go to the building or yeah.
1: even, like, hang out in the parking lot? That's the stupidest thing I've ever
0: heard. Yeah, and I'm sure shit not going to babysit for people while they can go to <laughs> fucking weddings. Nope, not your babysitter. <laughs> I'll be back here taking care of the dogs. That's probably the best plan. <laughs> I'll be at a bar drinking until someone there texts me and is like, okay, wedding's <laughs> over, reception starts. All right, coming in sloshy. <laughs> That's be the added.
1: best way to attend one of those receptions. Oh.
0: Hell yeah. <laughs> My
1: other question is about the um uh, Missouri uh was it a mission she mm-hmm. was talking about mm-hmm. in Missouri?
0: Yeah she wasn't in Adam on Oh god that. no, she wasn't called to Missouri for um the second coming. Because A, she's a girl.
1: Oh well that's true.
0: Yeah. Okay. And B, it's not gonna happen. It's and bullshit. C, it's all fake. Yeah, there you go.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. Because of the church's rules about the temple, I was not able to see either of my sisters get married, a wound that still hurts and angers me today. I bet. Yeah. I lived in El Paso when I was in the Army and got a job on post when I got out of the service. I first had sex when I was 21 and had so much guilt about it. I I bet. I went through phases of going to church and not going because I felt so unworthy. At one point, I started going back to church with a new dedication. I was preparing to go to the temple. I was almost 30 at this point, and I started dating a Mormon guy. He'd had his own struggles with the church, and my thought was that if I could have an honest relationship with anyone, it would be him. I thought that because of his past, he would not judge me. I was wrong. He read my journal and not just once. Ouch. He would go through my phone. He expected me to talk when something bothered me, but would never do the same. Mm. It all came to a head when we got into an argument and he threw the fact that I was not a virgin in my face, basically calling me a whore for sleeping with other men, but not him. He also pulled the if you love me, then you'll card.
1: Does this sound familiar or what?
0: It all finished with me threatening to call the cops when he was outside my apartment door, knocking, refusing to go away when I wouldn't open the door. That's when I swore I'd never date a Mormon guy again.
1: What is with this, like, as soon as there's any kind of issue, well, you're a whore because you slept
0: with someone else. I bet you we'll we'll talk about this when we interview the pure author, Linda Cakeline. There's something with this purity culture that's also in Mormonism that. You are better if you are a virgin. And so if two people get together and one's a virgin and one's not, you know, and they get married, then the non-virgin is going to look down on. But even if the man has been with other women, it's just so much worse for a woman to not be a virgin.
1: Well, that's your only commodity. hate that. That's your best offer. The best thing you have to give is that virginity and it happens once. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Then what? Patriarchy at its absolute worst. Yeah. And from what I understand, men can't tell if you're a virgin or not anyway. I don't know. It just it annoys the shit out of me, and I'm a little grumpy. Who's that
1: rapper that has his daughter's oh, uh, hymen checked every year to make sure she's still a virgin? hmm I don't remember. There's ways to check.
0: Yeah, but they're not always. Some women are not even born with a hymen. Some eh. women's hymens just tear in acrobatics or some shit, and it mm-hmm. has nothing to do with her being a virgin or not. That's true. Anyway. What a stupid thing to place importance on. Yeah. So stupid. Yep.
1: Anyway, we digress. Okay, moving
0: back. Uh, Okay, so she swore she'd never date a Mormon guy again. All right. I was called to be the third Sunday Relief Society teacher in the Young Single Adult Ward. That's 18 to 30-year-olds. Okay. And that was when we were using the teachings of the Prophet Joseph Smith Manual. Oh, God.
1: Is this different than the Doctrine and Covenants?
0: Okay, so here's the thing that Mary doesn't (laughs) know yet. There was an entire year, and it rotated— where you studied out of these manuals, each manual was specific to a certain past prophet. Okay. And it made them sound like they were amazing men. So, of course, Brigham Young's manual never talked about the horrible shit he said. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Joseph Smith's manual never talked about him being married to a 14-year-old or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's just propaganda. It's profit propaganda is what it is. Okay. And it's- What's the point of it? Oh, here it is. You so know, it-
1: again, I'm going to say idolatry. I'm going to pull the idolatry card on this. Because that's not learning about Jesus.
0: No, they made an entire set of manuals for an entire year worth, changing every month to study a different prophet's life and revere him. Of course, it never says any shit about them. It's always this wonderful stuff that's either partially true or flat-out lies or just picking and choosing what they want to say about this man. It's just Um, propaganda. It's prophet worship propaganda. Keeps you in the church. Because if these prophets of God, in quotations because they weren't, but if these supposed prophets of God are wonderful, awesome, amazing men, which is what we read about them in the propaganda manuals, Mm -hmm. then we know the church is true because look how great these men were. Mm. <sighs> this church I fucking hate it alright I told the bishop during the meeting that I did not feel worthy and we talked about it and I confessed my sexual sins to him he didn't ask me about masturbation but I guess that's the least of his worries when I told him I've had sex he asked how many times how many partners he recommended I read the miracle of forgiveness which I didn't good for you girl <laughs> yeah. but didn't give me any sort of disciplinary actions wow hmm. I was able to take the sacrament and I was set apart the following week What does that mean? Um, You guys have said that
1: before on the show. It's like
0: if if you get called to be like a teacher, Uh teach from these manuals, you go into a room, and, of course, men are around you, and they put their hands on their head, and they set you apart. They give you this special call to okay, be in this. Okay, so
1: not only are you part of an exclusive club already mm-hmm, mm-hmm. by being Mormon, yeah. but then you get a calling, mm-hmm. and then you are set apart. Yeah, so why do you think that—
0: <laughs> Everyone that, wants to do that. Yeah, the all, people are always striving to be called into a higher and higher position. Like, no one gives a shit about being called into the nursery. Like, it's you're right. just fucking taking care of babies. But if you're, like, the Relief Society president or— the elders quorum president or or a bishop, you know? Mm -hmm. That's like, mm mm-hmm. And then I'm going to get set apart for that calling, which means God's giving me extra blessings to do this thing. I'm now cut out for this, you know? Oh, my
1: God. What are those businesses that are like, oh, pyramid schemes? Yeah,
0: multi-level marketing.
1: Yeah, no wonder those are perfect for Mormons because they're used to that in church. Oh, yeah. Like the Mormon church is a multi- what do you call it? Multi-level marketing marketing or pyramid scheme. scheme. Yep. (laughs) That's what the Mormon church is. (laughs) It is. (laughs) God. Sneeches. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I stand by it. Mm-hmm. So, Shelly, this sounds like a good time for a break. I agree. We'll be right back. We are supported by apostate coffee. A damn good cup of joe. I
0: would like to bear my testimony that you will <laughs> love this blend with every fiber of your being. Uh, you mean... Bean? Yes, absolutely. (laughs) The Les Bean medium-dark variety roasted in small batches to ensure freshness, zero bitterness, and balanced acidity. With the sacred-not-secret combo of caramel and cocoa, very fancy. Mm -hmm. This coffee will nourish and strengthen your body. So stop drinking subpar coffee. Give the Les Bean blend a try today at apostatecoffee.com. That's apostatecoffee.com. And we're back. Okay. For almost two years, I taught the women's meetings one week a month, each time ending with a tearful testimony of how I loved the prophet Joseph, and I knew he was ordained of God to restore the gospel. The I more- want to bear my testimony that I know the church is true, <laughs> exactly. and I know that Joseph Smith is a true prophet mm-hmm. of the Latter-day Saints no, church. I'm A true, doing true prophet of the Lord. I'm going to memorize this one day and scare the shit out of you. No, we're going to go to a sacrament <laughs> meeting, and you're going to hear this <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, God. I really think we should go to one when we're out for um, Pride go to like a utah ward <sighs> in provo Boom! Uh-uh. i'm gonna <laughs> guys i'm gonna get her to do it okay the more i learn about him now joseph smith i'm so ashamed and angered that i was so blind to the horrible truth behind that man's facade that the church tells i can't believe i peddled his shit and believe it wholeheartedly peddled the shit of a pedophile mm, yep uh. peddled pedophile shit <laughs> When I turned 31 and was still single, it was a real trial of my faith. I had to go to a family ward as I was too old for the young singles ward. See,
1: that is, oh, it's shame-inducing.
0: Yeah. If you can't get married by the time you're 31, sorry, you got to go to a ward with all the old people. And you have to sit there with all these families, husbands and wives and families that you wish you had or you think that you were supposed to have and you Uh don't have, and you're sitting there being single and embarrassed. Because when you see a 31-year-old woman or man in church, you're like, the fuck's wrong with them? Like, why aren't they married? They must be weird or smelly. This system
1: is meant— to encourage procreation. Oh uh, yeah, in the sanctioned way. Making
0: more Mormons. Making more
1: Mormons. And mm-hmm. if you get to 30 or whatever and yeah. and you're single, then you are shamed, shamed, yep. shamed, shamed, shamed. In fact, we're going to put you in a completely different congregation because you're no longer allowed
0: mm-hmm. to sit with the youth or whatever. Yeah, you you've missed you your prime. Yeah, 30? 31? Mm-hmm. That is young. You have passed your prime.
1: Oh my God! Yep, I'm surprised you don't have like a mark on your head that you're gonna be killed or whatever. What was that movie, Logan's Run, where he gets to be 29 and he's panicked because everyone's life ends at 30, oh. and so he makes a break for it because it's overpopulation. So they just decide uh-huh. to start killing people at like 30 years old. I think that's
0: the age. Okay, well, Fanny I
1: fact, check. Fanny, Sister you Fanny, help us out. But that's what it kind of feels like. Like there's a a countdown clock. Yeah. And imagine the panic if you're in your late 20s and you're
0: not married. Oh, yeah. I mean, listeners, write in and tell us about your experiences if you were that creepy old person in the singles ward because that's how you were looked at. I'm not saying you were creepy, but you were looked at as the creepy old person in the singles ward. Wow. Because let me tell you something else. So many get married young, like in, you know, early 20s or whatever, that in the singles ward what you're going to have typically Is the older ones who didn't get married and then a bunch of 18-year-old and 19-year-old girls Mm -hmm. and, like, 20-plus old guys. Everyone else is either on missions or getting married.
1: It's so stupid because you just go to a random regular church. I think it's any denomination. Correct me if I'm wrong, someone who might know better. But I think anyone is welcome. You go in. They do, like, welcome hymns or whatever, meet and greet your neighbor. Then you have a sermon and you sing more hymns. And everyone is together. Yeah. It's not separated by age. Right. Or your marital status.
0: When you're in a family ward— The lessons are directed differently. When you're in a singles ward, it's, like, more directed on you need to get married. You know what I mean? And, like, how to prepare for marriage and marriage, 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 marriage. And then when you're married, it's, like, children, 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 children. And do this, do that, do all the things. All the things endure to the end.
1: Yep. And it's all designed to get you married— as quickly as possible, get you making babies, making Mormons, and then fast forward, and there's a $100 billion surplus of tithing money mm-hmm. that the Mormon church is hoarding because there are so many Mormons guilted into tithing 10% of their income. For their entire fucking
0: lives. For their entire fucking For their lives. Entire lives. For their entire tucking lives. For their fire-tucking lives. I know. I'm definitely having some triggery moments reading this letter. I mean, I was never kicked out of the singles ward because I got married at 22, um, but I know the pressure. I mean, really, when I got to BYU, because I had no intention of getting married. When I was at school before BYU, I had this boyfriend named Pete, but we weren't talking about getting married. It was just fun. You know, we were just having a good time. And then I went to BYU and had to repent of all my sins and blah, blah, blah. And I just remember feeling like, oh, it's time to get married. Mm. There was no desire for marriage. Yeah. It was like, oh, God, I'm 21. Clock's ticking. Clock's ticking. You know, I'm the age of these boys who are coming home from their missions. So, yeah, I, I need to be prepared to get married. Wow. And that I did. Yeah. Okay. That's horrible. All right, so she gets kicked out of the singles ward. My dad suggested that I should move to Utah where there are more church members in order to find my eternal companion. Instead, I quit going to church, my only activity being my calling as Weeblows leader, which is, by the way, one of the worst callings. Okay. Weeblows? It's scouting. Okay. Like, I hate scouting. <laughs> I did that for a little over a year before I moved to Pennsylvania to start a relationship with a man I met online through my computer games. The hardest thing I've ever done was tell my parents that I had moved in with him when we were not married. Oh. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> you know what's funny is like, if you get knocked up and you're Mormon, like you are so shamed. If you move in with a guy, you are so shamed. The fact that you're having sex with them, it's like as long as you just don't tell anyone, they won't really think much about it. But when there's suddenly this visual, wait, you moved in with them? Shame. Yeah. You know what I mean? Don't ask, don't tell. Yeah, totally don't ask, don't tell. Mm-hmm. He and I got married two years after I moved. I knew for years that I did not want to get married by the bishop. I was still a member, and the missionaries had shown up on my porch several times since I moved, even though I never sat foot in the meeting house here. Because I couldn't stand the idea of the gossip and judgy looks for not being married in the temple. Seriously. Yeah,
1: no kidding. Going
0: to a wedding in a Mormon church gym— is like the worst. Oh, God. Because you look at these people and you're like, she must be pregnant. Uh-huh. Because if she wasn't pregnant and they were having sex, they would either be lying about it or be going through the repentance process to become worthy to be married in the temple.
1: Right. So you put off your wedding so you can prove that you're worthy again. hmm It's so tempting to just rent out a space that's really nice to get married in. Why would you get
0: married in a church gym? Because it's free and your bishop can perform it. I had a friend that I went to high school with, and she, um, after high school, got pregnant by her now husband, and they were both Mormon. So they got married in the church, and the bishop made the comment because he was saying, you know, you're sealed for as long as you both shall live. And then he paused and he said, notice that I said, as long as you both shall live. Now, when they become worthy and can go into the temple and be sealed for time and all eternity, then there isn't that cutoff of you'll only be together in this life. And this was during a marriage during ceremony? the wedding ceremony from the bishop performing <laughs> it. It's like they can't wow. help they can't help but do a little dagger in. This isn't the right way to get married. Wow! Oh my gosh! Shaming I Shaming so, you on your special day. Oh hell yeah! I will. Okay, people. Here's your next assignment. Send in your I was shamed at the altar. Oh, by my bishop my God. in the chapel. Or in the church gym story.
1: Wow. Yeah. How come nobody thinks it's crazy or bullshit? I mean, well, people do and then they leave. But it's like, how can they just keep being subjected to this stuff over and over and over and over
0: Shamed why do, why do women stay with abusive husbands? Why do husbands stay yeah. with abusive wives? Why do, you know— it, I, I don't know. You're so far in. You're so brainwashed. It's your entire culture, your entire community. You just want to be good enough to be one of the good Mormons. Mm-hmm. It sucks. Ugh, it's horrible. Yeah, it is. Okay, moving on. Um, She says, We had a pagan hand-fasting ceremony officiated by a Wiccan priestess. <laughs> I love this girl. My dad did not look happy, but he didn't cause a fuss or make any sort of scene, which I was grateful for. <laughs> that's awesome. Baby, let's do a Wiccan wedding. We'll <laughs> invite my dad and your mom. It'll be amazing. <laughs> At least she'd be able to taste the food afterwards. Oh, that's true. We'll just serve avocados because that's her favorite healed taste bud meal. <laughs> I turned in my church resignation letter seven months later after a couple of years of debating internally about taking that final step. Good for you, yes. sister. My sisters know I've left the church. The two married ones have as well, but I haven't told my parents. Oh, still, Jesus. They're in their 70s, and though I know it's not my job to keep them happy, I just want to minimize any pain for them. Unfortunately, that also means that I get frequent calls from my mother telling me how much she and dad are convinced that we'll be together in the celestial kingdom, and have I been reading my Book of Mormon and saying my prayers, etc. I can't help but feel that she feels my sisters are a lost cause as far as the church goes, so she's focusing all of her energy on me. How exhausting. I felt exhausted like that back when we were Mormon, and my my oldest kid was only like 15. I was already exhausted at trying so hard to keep him on the straight and narrow. He's got to read his scriptures. He's got to say his prayers or he won't have a testimony. Uh. He's got to serve mission. He can't masturbate. He's got to, like, all the things. It's exhausting as a parent. So I feel bad for Molly on Mormon's parents who are just like hanging on to this hope that they can keep this one daughter in the church. Like, what a waste of energy it and is. time. And and they're, they're spending their time instead of calling and having conversations about love and, and, you know, what are you doing today? And it's like, did you, are you reading your scriptures? God. I know. The things I worry about are like, are
1: they going to grow up to be kind? Will they try to save the planet?
0: Yeah. This I'm like, well, now about. I'm like, will most of them stay out of prison? <laughs> Likely. Likely. Most of them. Uh, will they all move out of the house eventually? Hopefully. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> but you know what? They are very kind children. And they do... Will they save the planet? That's our next question. It's up to them. I mean, they don't recycle at this point because (laughs) Brent doesn't recycle. So, um, but I'm pretty sure that my oldest... Girlfriend recycles, I would say.
1: Yeah, maybe the people in their lives will help them out. Yeah, I helped you recycle. You sure did. Yeah,
0: yeah. I recycle a shit ton now. (laughs) You want to recycle things that aren't even recyclable. (laughs) (laughs) I'm (laughs) over-recycling. Yeah. You've gone too far with this whole recycling thing. Get the dog out of the recycling bin. Actually. Put them back in. <laughs> put them back in. Okay, she finishes up. Anyway, sorry I've rambled for so long. Thank you for listening to my abbreviated journey. Sincerely, Molly Unmormon.
1: That wasn't too rambly. No, I loved
0: it. I it think was we rambled more than anything else. <laughs> yeah, maybe we should be apologizing right now. That was a great letter. <laughs> yeah. It really highlighted some more of the bullshit in the culture oh of Mormonism. Gosh. When uh, you put it all together—
1: All the crazy crap you've got to go through, all the stupid hoops and endowments and getting kicked out of the singles ward and shamed at the altar. It's like when you put them all together, you look at it and go, what the
0: fuck is this church requiring of me? Everything. And how is that okay? You don't realize that it's not you just feel tired and overwhelmed but you're doing the Lord's work and so you do it and you've been called of God to do all these things. It's like they keep you so busy you don't have time to question anything. Mm-hmm. That's part I don't of think it. it's an accident.
1: No, I don't either. I don't think anything they do is by accident. Mm, those fuckers. Yeah. Wow. wow. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> okay. Thank you Molly. <laughs> You gave us a lot to talk about there, Mm -hmm. Molly. Thank you so much for writing in. Yes. As a reminder, if you would like to get in touch with us, we hope you do. Please visit latterdaylesbian.org slash contact and get in touch.
0: Another reminder is if you are a patron of ours, depending on the level, we do bump your letters up higher on the list. That's right. So So. join
1: us on Patreon and get your letter in.
0: Bottom line, join us on Patreon (laughs) and help us pay our
1: bills. Yep, patreon.com slash latterdaylesbian. Check it out. Is that it? Yeah, I think that we are wrapping this one up. That was a good one. Yeah, it was a good one. All right. Um, All right, we'll talk to you all later. Bye-bye.